Welcome to Healing at the Speed of Light. Every week, we discuss how laser therapy is changing healthcare and how you can benefit. Now, here is your host and founder of Laser Therapy Institute, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Hey, thanks for joining me again this week on the Healing at the Speed of Light podcast. This is a podcast that we put out uh, every week here at Laser Therapy Institute so that we can help patients find out more about the research that is behind light and laser therapies. And when we say laser therapies, we're not talking about any kind of ablative or destructive process. Instead, using light in a safe, non-invasive manner to stimulate positive changes in the body without the use of drugs or surgeries. And this is really exciting stuff. It sounds very new to a lot of people. A lot of people aren't familiar with this idea of light as a therapy at all, but it's actually been in development since the late 60s, and every year there are hundreds of research articles that are published. Uh, This year alone, we're already up to about 300 studies now, I think, and we're just now in the beginning of uh, September 2021. So what we want to do here on the podcast is bring you some of the evidence behind light and laser therapies. Now, of course, we're not recommending any particular treatment for any particular person. Every single person and their healthcare conditions should be treated as an individual. Sometimes light therapy might be able to be used. And if you understand some of the mechanisms behind it and some of the research behind it, you can probably evaluate this choice for yourself better. And essentially, at least for, for my personal beliefs as a healthcare provider, I think that patients who are well-informed can make better decisions on their healthcare. Patients who aren't well-informed, they don't have all the pieces to put together, you know, how are you supposed to be able to make an intelligent decision? This is one of the problems I have with my profession is that oftentimes we just don't take the time to really educate patients. And that goes for physical therapists and chiropractors and surgeons as well. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I talk to people about the simplest things like exercises for core stability or the side effects uh, that can happen with opioid medications or the possible risks that are associated with surgeries, even somewhat simple sounding surgeries. And people just don't know. Even as far as the risks associated with cortisone injections. There are risks, there are benefits, and if you know what those are, then for you, you can make a decision with that good sense of evidence, that intelligence to know, okay, this is going to work for me and my situation. Obviously, you should be consulting with your healthcare provider and listening to their advice, but ultimately, as a patient, you're in control of your healthcare. So that's why we really put this podcast out. We want patients to be able to understand what their options are that much better. And in many cases, light therapy could be an option for a lot of people. And if you have the information and you're armed with that, you can make those better decisions. So today, we're talking about red light therapy specifically and full body red light therapy. You know, in my clinic and in Laser Therapy Institute clinics, we do very targeted light therapy approaches where we will utilize lasers on a specific region of the body, like the foot, the knee, the lower back. But we don't do a full body treatment in most of our clinics. And many, many times I've heard patients that are just a couple weeks into treatment say, I'm feeling so much better. This is great. Can you use it on my back too? Can you use it on my shoulder? Just dip me in a, a vat full of, of laser, right? You know, um, and it's a funny idea about running somebody like through a tunnel of lasers. Um, but it's 
it's actually not as crazy as it sounds. And a matter of fact, there are now full-body light therapy beds. They, they kind of look like tanning beds, only instead of the UV bulbs, they are lined with a bunch of LED lights. And the LED lights will either have red light or infrared light. And we know that red and infrared light can have some definite benefits to the body uh, when used appropriately. So does this idea of you know, applying light to the entire body, does that work? Well, I've been looking into this for quite a while because the idea of being able to apply light therapy to the entire body would actually be really convenient. It would ensure you didn't miss any areas. It would take less staffing and generally less skill to apply light therapy. The question really though is, does it work? What's the evidence behind full body light therapy? Well, as it turns out, there's actually not a lot of evidence, or at least not yet, on how full body light therapy can work. But today I thought I'd bring you one of the few studies that are out there about full body red light therapy. And this particular study was published in 2012 in the Journal of Athletic Training. And the title of the article is Red Light and the Sleep Quality and Endurance Performance of Chinese Female Basketball Players. Now that's a very specific group of people, right? Chinese female basketball players. Well, it's a Chinese study, and they did use female athletes from the Chinese People's Liberation Army team. So this is the, the Army basketball team, right? Um, now, most people are not Chinese basketball players uh, on an Army team, you know, but I think there's still something we can learn from this, even though it's a very selective group of people that they chose for this study. So again, red light and the sleep quality and endurance performance of Chinese female basketball players. So they took 20 participants for this study from the basketball team and they divided them into two groups. One group would lay in this red light kind of tanning bed situation uh, and they did this every night for 30 minutes for two weeks, so 14 days straight. And then the other 10 participants in the study, it's a small study, but still, uh, the, the other 10 participants would lay in the tanning bed, the red light tanning bed setup, you know, um, but they didn't switch the light on. And so that was the placebo control group. So you had one group that was actually getting this full body red light, and then the other group that was still laying there, uh, still thinking they were getting light therapy, but they weren't actually switching that setup on. And both of these groups were really aggressively working out and training. I mean, you'd expect that for uh, an Army basketball team, right? So the exercise training schedule of both groups, they kept it the same, but these guys were doing two hours in the morning of training and two hours in the afternoon of training. And the only day they got off was Sundays. So... Throughout this 14-day period, they had a total of 12 exercise sessions, um, and they had this light therapy applied, or they had this placebo that they did. And really the goal here, kind of like the title said, was to evaluate the effect on the sleep quality and then therefore the endurance performance of these basketball players to see if they could improve both of these factors. Sleep quality is huge for everyone. When it comes to an athletic type performance, if you're getting poor sleep, you do get worse muscle performance. If we're talking about simply living activities of daily life, sleep is so important, right? Have you ever gone to work tired? 
I think most of us have at some point. If you're exhausted, if you're wiped out at work or, or you know, even hanging out with family, it's just not as enjoyable of a process and it certainly makes a work day drag on and makes your performance suffer. Sleep is really, really important and it's tough to get better sleep without the use of uh, a lot of times drugs, medications, or supplements. So this is a very much a worthwhile target to evaluate, you know, can this red light therapy help with the sleep quality? And, and so what they did with the two groups, you know, they kept them training and they did some evaluations on the groups prior to starting this. They had them measure their sleep quality with a kind of a questionnaire format to see how they were doing with their sleep duration, how fast they were falling asleep, did they have to use any medications to get to sleep, and then how is their daytime dysfunction. You know, all things, obviously, that are affected by sleep quality. They also had these athletes run for 12 minutes, go as many laps as possible in 12 minutes, right? And then the last piece that they evaluated was they did a blood draw and measured the melatonin in these athletes as well. Now, melatonin is a hormone that helps the body's circadian rhythm, that, that kind of falling asleep and waking up pattern. So obviously that's a really critical piece of sleep quality as well, because if you have melatonin dysfunction, either you don't go to sleep easily or you don't wake up easily, or your overall sleep quality throughout the night is fairly poor. So anyway, they took these, these 20 participants, 10 of them got this red light therapy. Uh, they did 30 minutes every night before going to bed. And then of course, 10 of the participants got this sham, the fake light therapy. So they would uh, lay there in the tanning bed for about 30 minutes thinking they were getting light therapy and then they'd go off to bed. At the end of this study, they repeated all those tests. So they did this sleep questionnaire uh, to see how sleep quality was. They did this 12 minute run to see how far these athletes could run in that limited amount of time. And then they also checked blood levels of melatonin. And what they found is that only the folks who got the real red light therapy had improved sleep quality. As far as the melatonin levels in the blood, they also found that the red light therapy group had much better improvements in melatonin levels than the group that got the, the placebo. Now that actually did not end up leading to a significant difference in the run times. So while they did believe that they were getting better sleep and while the melatonin levels certainly were better, it really didn't show a significant improvement in run time for the people who were getting the red light versus the people who just thought they were getting the red light. Still, if you can get a good improvement in your sleep quality and in your overall melatonin function, you know, that would be a big deal for a lot of people, especially if you just have to lay, you know, in a tanning bed for 30 minutes at the end of the day, right? And you don't have to take any extra drugs or deal with side effects. You don't have to go through some kind of meditation type event. You just lay here under these red lights for a while and then you go and you have better sleep. Well, there are some potential issues with this study that I think we should go over. For one thing, I think this is really the, the, a big problem. They said that all participants wore swimsuits to enhance irradiation from the device. Now, when they say irradiation, we're not talking about radiation, like, like x-rays or gamma rays. Light is still a type of electromagnetic radiation, so even though it does not cause cancer, like x-rays, you know, uh, potentially can, 
it's still termed irradiation on a scientific standpoint, but really it's, it's just light. It's shining light on the body. It's, it's just a technical term. But the thing is, if you wear a swimsuit, and, and they actually have a photo uh, in this study of somebody getting this red light treatment, these swimsuits were almost full body coverage. And we know from many studies that fabric can block especially visible light, like red light, and even other types of light too, like infrared light or UV light. I mean, we've all probably gotten the, the old farmer tan going out uh, wearing a t-shirt and ending up with burned arms and forearms, but your shoulders don't get burned, right? It's because the, the fabric blocks a lot of that light. So one of my concerns with this study is that if they wore these almost full body, um, you know, quote, swimsuits for this study, um, not only did they not enhance the amount of light that was getting to the skin, but they probably blocked a lot of the light that was getting to the skin. So that might have actually decreased their effects, but that's just a theory. I don't know, right? I don't have a study to prove that one. But we do know that fabric does block light. So if you're using light therapy, laser therapy of any type, and you're trying to apply it through clothing, I'm gonna tell you right now, you're drastically limiting the effects of what you could be getting. You know, light therapies have to be applied to the skin. Another issue here is they used only visible red light, and we know at this point that invisible infrared light actually has some very good deep tissue effects. So it's possible that infrared light might have even yielded better results than just the red light alone. One last thing is that the dosage might have been a little bit too high. In this study, the patients got a dose of 30 joules per centimeter squared, according to the researchers. And 30 joules per centimeter squared is that's how we measure the amount of energy uh, for the area that we're applying this light to. That, that's a pretty high dose. They might have gotten away with a little bit lower dose, but again, I don't know. I don't really have a study to prove that. This is just conjecture, right? And, and scientific studies are there so we can see what does work and what doesn't work. It's important to know where the parameters need to be for the best results. So what are your takeaways here? Well, it appears that red light whole body therapy might have some effects, at least if you're a Chinese female basketball player. Um, and, you know, we hopefully will get more studies about this whole body light therapy. I'd love to see some more studies come out on the use of infrared light, maybe in combination with red light to see how that works. And also where we didn't have these full body swimsuits that could have been blocking the light. It would also be good to see different dosages used to determine how long do you really need to be in these like tanning type beds uh, to have this light therapy applied. Anyway, it's an exciting time in light therapy. There's all kinds of new things happening. We need to keep going back to research to determine how well this can really work. We certainly don't want to overhype the benefits of light therapy, but at the same time, there certainly are benefits to this very, very safe, non-invasive mode of treatment. If you have questions or if you're looking for light therapy yourself, head over to our website, lasertherapyinstitute.org. There's a tab there, it's called Our Clinics, and you can click on that. That will show you a map of our different clinics across the United States. And if you have further questions, you can even send me an email, info at lasertherapyinstitute.org. That's our email address. Thanks for joining me this week, and I'll look forward to bringing you more research here next week. Subscribe to this weekly podcast for more great information. Find a certified laser therapy clinic near you at lasertherapyinstitute.org. If you're a healthcare provider, check out our practitioner-focused Laser Therapy Institute podcast. Thanks for listening.